Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Here's Gobert. Second free throw, no good. Draymond with a box out on the board. That's your ball game. And somehow, someway, the Golden State Warriors have won. Final score. Warriors 111. Utah 107. There is nothing certain in the NBA anymore. It's all madness. It is madness, and it was madness tonight inside Chase Center as the Warriors rally from 21 down, 16 down in the fourth quarter, and they prevail by a final of 111 to 107 over the Utah Jazz. John Dickinson inside Chase Center, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here over the course of the next hour as we break this one down and react. Warriors in the playoffs also, by the way, uh, at the final horn tonight uh, with Tim Roy on the call there. Uh, Warriors back in the postseason, clinching a playoff berth with the victory over the Jazz for the first time since the 2019 season. And this win was massive. And we're going to hear from Steve Kerr in in the post-game press conference here coming up uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, But I'm going to give you a little sneak peek as to to part of what he had to say. Uh, He was asked if if he had talked to the team uh, about just the importance of this game as it related to the standings. And and he acknowledged, no, he did not, but that everybody kind of knew. And the coaching staff knew. And, And... We talked about it on Warriors Live and on Warriors this week earlier today, just the importance uh, not only to see if they could build off of the game that they played in this building on Wednesday against the Phoenix Suns uh, in defeat, and, and have you know, extend the defensive intensity and the momentum of, of the way Draymond Green w- was able to play and, and Jordan Poole's continued emergence and, and all of that. Uh, c- can you do all those things and get a win on top of it? But more importantly than building off the momentum, because for good chunks of this game, the Warriors didn't build off any of the momentum that they started to, to have uh, with the game on, on Wednesday against the Suns. The defense was not great until the final nine or ten minutes uh, of this game tonight. Uh, Clay Thompson got off to a slow start before he went 
nuclear in, in the fourth quarter uh, to help bring the Warriors back and, and close the game on a 24-4 run. So we'll get into all of the details of the fourth quarter run, but the, the victory not only puts the Warriors in the playoffs, but the swing that's in play for the Warriors in, in this game, uh, they were staring right in the face being a game up on Utah, being in fourth place in the in the Western Conference, and, and having Utah effectively be a game behind them and have the tiebreaker. If the Jazz had won this game tonight inside Chase Center, they would have the tiebreaker over the Warriors. The Warriors would have lost once again, and there would be four games to go, and there would be only one game separating the two. The Warriors earning this win and coming back with the 24-4 run to close it uh, after they got down big, got down 103-87 with 7.54 to go, uh, the Warriors, they, they flipped a number of different things uh, for themselves in the positive light here tonight. They're now a full game ahead of the Dallas Mavericks sitting in the three spot in the Western Conference playoff race. So Dallas is a game back of the Warriors uh, in fourth. Utah now remains in fifth. They fall into a tie with Denver for 5-6. Utah is fifth still. Denver sixth. But both of those teams now are three games back of the Warriors. And the Warriors have the tiebreaker over Utah because they took three of four in the season series. So for all intents and purposes, the Warriors, uh, barring a, a complete collapse, are probably going to be no worse than the four seed in the, in the Western Conference playoffs. And if they lose that game tonight the five seed would have very much been on the table and, and maybe even the six seed would have been on the table because the five and the six are, are currently tied. So you look at the fourth quarter, uh, the Warriors had, had fought and, and scrapped and, and clawed their way back after they got down by as many as 21, a 36-29 third quarter. The Warriors were within six going to the fourth quarter, but the Jazz began the fourth quarter outscoring the Dubs 16-6. to and the lead was 103.87 at that point, uh, 103.87 with 7.54 to go. And then Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, and a little bit of Andrew Wiggins, but mostly Clay Thompson got hot, and the Warriors went on an 18 to nothing run, which spanned five minutes and 42 seconds. Uh, or, I'm sorry, five minutes and 53 seconds, uh, the, the Warriors' run of 18-0, and it went... Uh, Clay Thompson, three-point shot, knocks it down to 13. Andrew Wiggins walks into a 28-footer uh, at 633 to make it a 10-point game. Clay Thompson, a 27-foot step back to make it a 7-point game. And then Clay Thompson uh, hits a 27-footer to make it 103.99 with 538 to go. Boom, 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 boom. Four three-pointers right there from 16 to 4 in the matter of two minutes and, and 16 seconds. And then it was game on from that point. Uh, Clay would hit another three-pointer to make it 103-102 with 4.17 to go. And then Jordan Poole would hit the sixth consecutive three-pointer. So it's 18-0 run, all on three-pointers for the Warriors. And they wind up with a 105-103 lead, and they would never trail 
uh, from that point on at the 333 mark. Uh, the Warriors did miss a couple of shots. They had a couple of couple of uh, forces, I think, a couple of heat checks in there. Uh, some good looks. I know the Jazz playing a lot of drop coverage with Gobert not getting out on guards. Uh, you're going to hear a lot about that in the postgame press conferences tonight. And the Warriors just taking advantage. 105-104 uh, after Bogdanovich had missed a couple of free throws. And, and the Warriors dodged some bullets in, in the closing minutes. But it winds up being enough. Warriors win it by the final of 111 to 107. So now they head to Sacramento for the second of a back-to-back, -back, but they do it with a little bit of breathing room over the five and the six spots uh, in the Western Conference playoff race. Let's get Coach P and Fremont in here on 95-7. The game, 888-957-9570. What's up, Coach P? What's up, J.D.? Uh, you know, love the show. Obviously, Saturday night, making it all right, especially after the Warriors win. You know what I mean? And, and, and the whole game, you know, in the first half, it looked like Utah had the want for the for the, for the the win. Obviously, maybe they had more of like they, they, they felt like they needed that victory. And, uh, you know what I mean? Credit to the Warriors. They could have mailed it in. There was a couple times. Even in the fourth when the, when the Jazz went up 16, the Warriors still had that fight. And I love it. I mean, I, I thought Utah really with the whole arrow and talking in the first half was a little bit too early. I mean, you know, and that kind of – felt like the Warriors had that that uproar, that that kind of like snap out of you know what they've been in lately, and this was just good to see. Obviously, picking up off the Phoenix game because they did play a little bit good, they, they turned a little co couple corners there, but this was just great to get it and just to nail down the win, get out of that whole nonsense of they might fall on the planes. You no, know, it was all nonsense, honestly. Looking good, <laughs> looking great, and let's keep it up. Go Dubs. Well, they were never falling into the play-in. I don't know about that, and I had been reluctant to even say that they had the potential to fall into the fifth spot. Uh, but if they had lost the game tonight, they would have been in, in position to – like that would have been in play. One game up at that point, that would have been in play. There wouldn't have been any doubt about it, but now they're able to separate themselves. And here's the thing. Nobody cares – really how you played the first two and a half, three quarters if you're able to come back and have the run at the end because all everybody's talking about is the result of the win, which is the position the Warriors are in, uh, a game up now on, on Dallas in third place in the Western Conference and separated from those other teams. And, and all everybody's talking about is, wow, Klay Thompson was incredible. And, and that's the kind of game to where you always want to have Clay Thompson on the floor at the end of the game because he's always capable of doing that, even on a night where maybe he otherwise doesn't have it. And, and tonight was a night where uh, he was getting it going as the game went on, but it was uh, a, a tough start for, for Clay Thompson in, in this ball game tonight. Uh, you look at the end of the first quarter, uh, and Clay Thompson was three for eight in the first quarter. He was one for four uh, to start things out. But he got it going as the game got rolling. And then, you know, he is the kind of guy that can hit one. And then one can turn into three, can turn into four. And the momentum in the building shifts. And, look, Chase Center believed that this was a massive, massive game tonight because it was electric inside this building when the Warriors got on that run. And, you know, was this a perfect game from the Warriors? No, but they kept competing. You know, they were not playing well themselves defensively. There were times in this game where Utah was having their way with the Warriors' defense, getting things at the rim, getting wide-open threes. Uh, Utah was hot early. They went cold in the second half, and the Warriors did uh, enough of a job to put pressure on Utah because here's the thing about the Jazz. The Jazz blow leads. That, that This is a part of the Jazz DNA. The Utah Jazz blow big 
leads. They did it in L.A. against the Clippers just a couple of nights ago, and they've done it all year. Double digits, uh, the amount of big leads that the Jazz have blown this season. They are a team now that sits at 46-32, and 32, and because of their inability to close out and finish games, uh, you know, that's why they aren't in position to maybe be the three or the two seed in the Western Conference. You know, the other team is part of the equation, and their story is a part of the equation frequently. And this goes to show, I think, bigger picture, why if you're the Golden State Warriors, you want the Utah Jazz in the first round of the playoffs. You want, if you're the three seed, to see the Jazz down there as the six seed. Uh, the way they defend against the Warriors in terms of just giving up uh, open three-point shots to keep Rudy Gobert able to, to protect the paint. And, and let's, just, let's just put it on the table. You know, the, the Jazz don't have it. Like, the Jazz have had collapses and playoff collapses, and, and there, there are a lot, of, a lot of things going on with them. They've got some demons. And you want to play a team that's got some negative playoff demons if you're a team that's going to be getting Steph Curry back and trying to, to, to get on a roll uh, once the playoffs start and get everybody back into the position that they're, that they're going to have to be in. So uh, you want that team if you're the Golden State Warriors. And I think tonight's another example of why specifically you want that team. You want the Jazz to be the team that has to come back into this building two weeks from tonight or two weeks from tomorrow afternoon and and be thinking no lead is safe because the reality is they were already thinking that before they came into this game because they've blown so many this year and had just blown one a couple of nights ago. And now now if you're in a playoff series and they you know get up on you a little bit if you're the Warriors, you know you have the ability to come back. You know that a couple of shots here and there, a couple of stops, the crowd gets into it, and the Jazz are the kind of team that, that can melt at the pressure. And, and I think that's where they are, and that's where they're a part of this conversation. You know, the Denver Nuggets are probably not going to melt. You know, the, the Dallas Mavericks are probably not going to melt. The Utah Jazz have shown time and time again they will melt in, in, in big moments, and tonight another example. So I think that's on full display. And, and let's be honest, Utah had opportunities to come back and win even after the Warriors were able to take the lead and the shots were a little shakier, and they, 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 you know, they were throwing the ball away. Like the, the pressure got to them, flat out. The pressure got to them uh, as the Warriors were coming back and, and, and trying to, to take this game over. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson inside Chase Center. Warriors get the win. It's a thriller. It's 111-107 to 107 as uh, Golden State now – uh, finding themselves uh, in a spot where they're the three seed in the Western Conference. Let's, let's hand out some game balls. Who gets your game ball tonight for the Warriors? Uh, obviously, Clay Thompson, the headliner, with the 36 points, 14 of 28, 8 of 17 from three-point range. Uh, just incredible. The Warriors wound up hitting 23s in this game, 23-pointers for the Warriors. You make 23s, you almost never lose. Uh, in, in the NBA, and it looked like the Jazz at different points tonight were going to be a team that was going to make 23-pointers, uh, but they cooled off at just as much as, as the Warriors uh, were able to get hot. Uh, Jordan Poole, uh, you know, uh, 22 shots, but he made six three-pointers tonight, 31 points, continues to hold the Warriors up and help hold them up uh, when you need them to and when he's needed to, to do that for them. I should say, 
A couple of other game balls tonight. Uh, For me, you got to give, I think, Andrew Wiggins a game ball tonight. The shot was back. Uh, And you're not going to want to miss coming up at the top of the hour what Steve Kerr had to say about Andrew Wiggins and his game and and what he brought to the table tonight and how Andrew Wiggins is best able to function. Tonight was the game that I think a lot of Warrior fans have been looking for from Andrew Wiggins. Hey, if you're only going to get 10 shots because Klay Thompson and Jordan Poole are going to combine for 50, if you're only going to wind up getting uh, 10 shots, then make six or seven of them. If you're only going to get four open looks from three, then make two or three of them. And Wiggins did exactly that tonight. It was 17 points on 10 shots for Wiggins. He was a plus 26. He was playing his steady on-ball defense, and Wiggins gets a game ball. Uh, another player that gets a game ball, Gary Payton the second. Gary Payton the second uh, really sparked two runs for the Warriors, one in the first half, one in the second half. The defensive intensity, which was a little lackadaisical at times for the Warriors in this one tonight, uh, was not lackadaisical when, when Gary Payton was inserted into the game. He put an imprint on the game with his defense every time he was inserted into the game. So the headliners are Clay Thompson for going off the way that he did and Jordan Poole for another 30-point effort. But I think you got to give a couple of game balls uh, secondarily uh, to Andrew Wiggins and to Gary Payton the second. All right, 888-957-9570. A couple of calls here before the top of the hour. John in San Jose next on 95.7 The Game. Hey, John. What's hey, up, y'all. John? So coming, coming home from the game, a couple thoughts. First off, could not be a better game to attend simply because they came back after down 16 points. Unbelievable, but let's just be honest. The majority of the game, Mike Conley, Donovan, and Jordan Clarkson are the best players on the floor, and then we got lucky simply because we went on a 9-0 run as Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole hit some threes down the stretch, and then we happened to defend them. Like My big question is, can we really do that in the playoffs? Really? Like, we all know that if the Warriors are within 10 or 20 points, whether they're winning or losing, they actually could win the game. But can we really do that to actually win a championship? I don't know. We need a little bit more inspiration from Draymond Green. There is no way that we are doing better than like what we did tonight. We, there's no way we are doing that for four out of seven games to beat these teams because we just need a little bit more firepower out there. Jordan Poole, unbelievable. Bielitsa hitting a three, unbelievable. But, like, are we really having faith in this team to go all the way after a win like that? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm so happy we went to the game tonight and saw this unbelievable comeback. But, come on, can we really win the championship like that? Well, look, you're going to have to find other ways to do it. No, you're not going to do you're not going to do it exactly like tonight, but tonight isn't about are you going to win the championship or not. Tonight's about just getting a freaking win against a good team because you haven't been able to do that without Stephen Curry. Hell, you haven't been able to beat bad teams without Stephen Curry. So to me it's about getting a win and getting a win when you were getting picked apart by Conley and Mitchell and others. Uh, it's it's about finding a way to just stop the bleeding a little bit and feel good about yourselves and get Clay Thompson feeling good. Like, no, you're not gonna you're not gonna hit twenty threes in four out of seven games and win that way. You're gonna have to play better. You're also gonna get Steph Curry back at at some point in in time, which you have to think is is gonna help 
uh, you know, your margin for error a little bit, getting a guy like Steph Curry uh, back into the fold. So, no, the defense is going to have to be better. Uh, but I think the one thing that it shows you as far as the matchup, and I was talking about this, John, before before we put you on, you can put pressure on the Jazz and the Jazz will crumble. And you can put pressure on them in different ways. And I thought the defense got better for the Warriors because the Jazz were feeling that heat. All right, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. want to keep the phone calls rolling here. Dre in Oakland is next on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Dre. What's going on? Thanks for taking the call. Uh, also, just coming back to the game, amazing, amazing atmosphere. That was a great game to attend. Uh, Dub Nation was in the building. Jordan Poole is a baller. Got to show him his love. But honestly, for me, I think I think uh, the, the underrated game ball would go to Steve Kerr. I mean, the, his rotations, I think, were really, really good tonight. When, when defense needed to step up, um, he put the right players in. Having Andre Iguodala at your disposal. I mean, when, when you had that lineup in, when it was uh, uh, Andre Iguodala, um, Clay Thompson, Gary Payton, uh, and Bielitsa, uh with some size, uh, you know, just to give Gobert a body. And Jordan Poole, I mean, I, I was worried about if we can score, but Gary Payton hit a couple threes and uh, hit a three in the corner. Um, Bielitsa hit one. Uh, Andre was, was playing a point guard, distributing. And, and every time a change needed to happen, Steve Kerr was right on point. He, he's got to get his credit tonight. I think people have been kind of looking at him saying, what are you doing? How are we going to do this? In order for him to do that without Steph Curry, I think we got to give um, we got to give Steve Kerr his props on the rotations, the defense. I love it; it's great. Dub Nation, I'm out. Yeah, appreciate it, Dre. I think what you've seen the last two games, and and some people, and, and I appreciate the call, Dre. Some people are not going to want to give Steve Kerr necessarily the props for this, although they did get the win tonight, so you kind of have to. But he he's shortened the rotation; he's gone more veteran. Like point blank, he's he's playing more veterans. The guys you mentioned, Bielitsa, like I consider Peyton a veteran, right? He's a he's an older young player, you know. Not in terms of he's he's inexperienced in terms of NBA experience, but I I he plays like a veteran, right? He so when you're talking about Porter and Bielitsa and Igadala, you're talking about and, and then the starters, you're talking about veteran players. And he you know, he went away from Kevon Looney. The Warriors played smaller. They they finished with Otto Porter, even though Porter wasn't making shots, but he does do other little things like get rebounds, uh and and, and can be a fa- I, I think Porter could be a part of some closing lineups from time to time. But but for everybody that was complaining about the lack of seeing Jonathan Kaminga out there tonight, and he got a, a quick little four-minute stretch, does he provide a spark or not? He didn't. That meant it was not going to be his night to be playing a lot because he hasn't played very well of late. But Steve Kerr did push the right buttons. But what you're seeing is it's veteran-laden. It's rotate. It's it's the last two games. Steve Kerr's tipped his hand as far as what a playoff rotation is going to look like. I said it on the pregame. I said it this morning on Warriors this week. It, it it's that's how you find your way uh, in in these games against the, the the top teams in the conference. Rob and San Bruno next on ninety five seven. The game. Hey Rob, what's going on? All week long, all I heard was Clay Thompson needs to go to the bench. He's shooting bad. Man, let's all thank Clay Thompson because he's the reason we won this game. He's going to be the reason we continue to win games while Curry's out, and he's going to be the reason we make a deep playoff run with Curry if we if Curry gets healthy. So I thought they played.
play very well. And this, this, the caller before said, oh, you can't win this way. Yes, you can. They showed grit. They didn't give up. You, if you got fighting the playoffs, it's a mentality. If you got fighting the playoffs, you're not going to give up. You always got a chance to win the game. And the Warriors shown it. That's that championship mentality that they, they've worked up over the years. So my thing is, I don't understand why people question Clay Thompson, the guy who didn't show up in good games, that didn't save the Warriors' playoffs. So with Curry and KD on the floor, he was, he was a star on certain games. So in my opinion, I think the Warriors, they're just adjusting, not playing with Curry. And when Curry get back, they're going to adjust with playing with Curry again. It's going to be all right. This 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 is a Clay Thompson shut the hell up game. Thank you very much. Appreciate the call. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. As far as the the questions about Clay Thompson, uh, you know, at least coming out of my mouth, it hasn't been you know Clay needs to start you know needs to not be starting or anything like that. You have heard it from from other places. To me, it's not even about that. And tonight, the question that I posed didn't come into play. And the question that I posed was, would there be a game or two in the playoffs where he doesn't have it to the tune that he didn't the other night and maybe Jordan Poole does and Steph Curry's obviously going to be on the floor? Like, would there be the night where you get to that four-minute mark and he's five for 20 and, and Poole is going the other way and you make that decision to basically play pool over clay on that night. It's not a night-in-night-out basis, and, and tonight is, Rob, the perfect example of why it can't be on a night-in-night-out basis because he still has the ability to get hot. So that becomes uh, you know, a factor, and you, and you saw it tonight, although he was hotter tonight uh, in, in the middle of the fourth quarter before he hit the four threes. Uh, in the fourth quarter than he was uh, the, the other night. 888-957-9570. Uh, as you listen to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco and Odyssey Station brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, uh, downstairs here in the Bill King press conference room at Chase Center as he addressed uh, the Warriors with uh, maybe their biggest win of the season over the Jazz tonight. What did you think about your team's furious fourth quarter that helped you officially arrive in the postseason? Oh, it was amazing. What a performance. You know, I think we lost the first few minutes of the fourth quarter, 12 to two, and uh, took a timeout. And, it, you know, we felt like we had enough time, but we didn't have much momentum. Just uh, amazed by the skill of Clay and, and Jordan, the emotion and passion from Draymond, um, and then the methodical defense and, and energy from Andrew and and Otto and that, that group down the stretch was uh, was great. Gary as well. So unbelievable performance down the stretch from our guys. I don't know what else to say. You obviously needed a ton of threes uh, in that fourth to, to climb back. How much of a uh, specific strategy was it really to not necessarily go at Gobert, but he was in drop coverage and it felt like you guys got a ton of threes just kind of walking into to it when he was backed up. Yeah, yeah, we we executed a lot better in the, uh, the second half. I thought there was more uh, urgency to our cuts and our our DHOs and the uh, the speed of our ball screens. I thought it was all much better in the second half. But sometimes you watch the tape and you go, the ball just went in, you know. Too. But uh, I did feel like we we kind of broke the dam there at, at one point, and that gave us a lot of energy and and uh, and we just we got rolling. From Clay's perspective, you you know he's talked about forcing shots. It felt like. He was tonight, but it, it looked different. From from your eyes, what was the difference between the clay we saw tonight and the one we've seen when he's scuffling a bit? 
I thought he was a little impatient. I didn't think the game started that well for him. Um, but I, I thought he got into uh, a groove with a few of his mid-range shots and uh, found a little rhythm in both halves. Uh, and then, you know, we've seen it a million times. If Clay just sees the ball go through through the hoop a couple of times, um, he can make the bad ones too. So I didn't think this was like a dramatic improvement in terms of shot selection. But I think the, the fact that that mid-range shot was there, you know, with Gobert down in a drop, allowed Clay to get, you know, get to the foul line area, pull up for a few mid-rangers. He probably made four or five, I'm guessing, during the game. And uh, that that allowed him to get into rhythm. So, you know, and then he started making the impossible ones. So, but we've, we know he's capable. You're always going to want twos, I know, but the way this broke loose with the threes and you obviously have Steph coming back, is this the way you think you're going to play in the playoffs? Uh, in terms of being pretty three dominant. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we, we've been that way all year, really. I think we averaged 40 threes a game or uh, in the top three or four in the league in attempts. Uh, you know, when Steph gets back, we're going to take even more, obviously, you know, the biggest thing is when we defend uh, and get stops, then we can get out and run and, and the flow of the game helps our three point shooting and helps us get some in transition and, and attack before the defense can get set up. Um, Felt like in the first half, we were just taking the ball out of the net or giving it to them. I think we had 10 or 11 turnovers in the first half and only maybe one in the second. So that made a, a huge difference. We've talked a bit about how much you guys have or have not been monitoring the standings, but were you guys aware of just how important and big this game was in terms of seating? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were well, well aware. Uh, we didn't talk about it a whole lot as a team, um, but the guys know and um I know they were talking amongst themselves. Uh, I didn't sort of present it like, hey, this is the biggest game of the year. Um, I said it to the coaching staff, and I think Steph said it to a couple of guys. But, you know, the, the focus was just on on our game plan and our execution. And uh, the good thing is, you, you, you know, you play a game like that and you feel the pressure being down and you respond. That's a good good memory for when you're in the playoffs in a similar situation. The, the other night was obviously a good sign for Draymond. Look like he, I think you said he took a step forward tonight. I mean, I think you wrote him in the last 10 or so minutes against Gobert. He was really kind of the key holding up the defense and, and doing the DHO. What did you just see in that match of him and Gobert in the last 10 minutes or so? Just saw incredible passion and competition from Draymond. Um, if you don't know, you know, who Draymond is and, and ask any of his teammates or coaches, how do you describe him as a player? First thing you just say is competitive and passionate. All the other stuff, you know, he's a great defender. He's, um, he's a passer. He's a DHO guy. He reads the game. Uh, but the main thing with Draymond is that he's just a winner. Um, he's been a winner his entire life. High school, college, NBA, he, he just wins. And, you know, he's, uh, he's like the rising tide that lifts all ships. I mean, it's, it's, it's true. Like he, when he's out there, his emotion, his energy, his passion, and his brain lifts up our entire team. Andrew Wiggins was plus 26, seven for 10, really efficient, obviously tonight. What stood out to you most both sides of the ball? I think when our team makes sense, Andrew gets comfortable, you know, uh, the last six weeks, um, you know, he's been, I think, maybe a, a focal point in terms of uh, his struggles, our struggles, but our team has been scattered over the last six weeks with uh, the injuries, the absences, uh, sh shifting lineups, um, playing different guys in different roles. 
Andrew is, is best suited to play a specific role and give us 35 minutes, 33 minutes of on-ball defense and be a support offensive player like he was tonight, you know, knocking down threes, getting some layups in transition and in the half court. He was a plus 26 tonight. I mean, he's just rock solid. That's the biggest thing. When, uh, when we're right, I think Andrew's right. It, it, he just fits in to what we're trying to do. Clay and Jordan had a big hug after this game. What do you think about the chemistry they're, they're finding together and even their, their happiness in each other's performances? They should be happy for each other. They were both brilliant. I mean, Jordan, what he's done over the last month or so is incredible. Um, the scoring binge he's been on, uh, the number of scoring opportunities he's creating uh, in pick and roll, uh, and just with his dribble penetration, he's taken on just a, a huge burden with Steph out, and he hasn't even blinked. Uh, so Jordan's quite a story, and we all know what Clay has been through and the frustration since he's been back. He wants it so badly, and you know, Raymond pointed out he's he's had four games with 33 or more points. So it's not like he hasn't produced. It just hasn't been as consistent as as he would like. But I will maintain that that's that's coming with time. I'm glad they were happy for each other. They sh they should have been. They were they were two huge keys in the win. Steve, when you know, obviously, if Clay is struggling, that that gets a lot of attention. But in your mind. You know, when he's out there, what does that do for the offense and for the defense, knowing that any moment he could do this, uh, even if it's, it hasn't been for four or five games? How much of that is a factor in how the defense reacts? I mean, you know this. We've always been a very unique offensive team. We're, we're different from, you know, most NBA teams uh, w just in terms of the on and off ball uh, combination and without Steph, you know, Jordan has taken on that on ball role, but Clay's off ball movement, you know, hitting hand back stuff, his ability to shoot in transition, it terrifies uh, defenses and it just, it re he requires a lot of attention and, and he opens up the floor for, for others. Closing with Otto Porter. I mean, he's obviously not making shots, but what do you get out of him that makes him necessary out there on, at the end of the game? Uh, he's just, he just makes, plays he's um it, it's not always obvious um but he sets the, the screen at the right time he provides spacing um even though he he was 0 for 2 from 3 uh he was beyond the three-point line they have to honor that it opens up the floor he's a great rebounder uh, he's really smart in terms of uh, reading where the ball is going or finding the guy he's got to box out and uh, the game gets easier for everybody else when Otto's out there just because of that brain and that skill set and, and his, his experience in the league. Yeah, maybe Otto Porter on a night where statistically he didn't have the, the best game. He might be the third guy that would get, uh, that would get one of the ancillary game balls tonight. Uh, a lot of them, though, I, I think the, the primary is going to Clay Thompson. Uh, and the Jordan Poole, I think Wiggins and Peyton, but Otto Porter, part of that finishing lineup. And he just tends to do some little things that, that help the Warriors win. All right, we'll pause here. We'll come back. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Some more phone calls coming up, more text messages. We'll hear from the man of the evening as well. Clay Thompson uh, also going to react to uh, some thoughts from Steve Kerr in his postgame press conference. Shot of the game. Tons to get into uh, here in the next uh, 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, John Dickinson, Warriors wrap-up. Warriors win it over the Jazz, 111-107 to right here on 95.7 The Game. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Warriors Wrap-Up, Chase Center, Warriors win it, 111-107, to 107, outscoring the Jazz 30-20 to 20 in the fourth quarter. The run, though, 24-4 for Golden State as uh, the Jazz began the fourth quarter, outscoring the Dubs 16-6. It was 103-87. Uh, the Warriors were down in this one as uh, there was 7.54 to go, and the Warriors went on an 18 to nothing run. 18 to nothing run over 5 minutes and 53 seconds. They held the Jazz scoreless for half a quarter, hit six consecutive three-pointers, and uh, wind up taking the lead that they would not relinquish. That was 105-103. Uh, at that point, uh, and the Warriors went at 111 to 107. Uh, let's, uh, let's get to our shot of the game, which is presented by the County of Santa Clara. Draymond handoff, Clay turns, fires again, got another one! Another three for Clay Thompson! It's a four-point game, and the Jazz want time! Yeah, the Jazz needed time. At that point, it was 103-99 Utah, so that was the fourth straight uh, Warriors three-pointer at, at that point uh, as, as the Warriors wound up uh, going from 103.87 to 103.99, and you look at Clay Thompson knocked down three of those four. Andrew Wiggins hit one in that stretch. Poole uh, hit the one that put the Warriors ahead, 105 to 103, and then Clay Thompson. Uh, you, you look at that point, the Warriors would not look back. Clay Thompson hit another one to make it 103-102. And then uh, Poole hit the one to, to put the, the Warriors ahead. And it winds up being uh, a night where the Warriors hit 23 pointers and they hit six of them in the fourth quarter. In fact, they hit six of them in the third quarter and six of them in the fourth quarter. So eight three pointers for the Warriors in the first half. They were eight for 22 
in the first half tonight. They wound up hitting six in the third quarter. They want a six of twelve for the Warriors in the third quarter, and they were an identical six of twelve, uh, six of fourteen actually in the in the fourth quarter. Uh, so the Warriors wound up uh, really putting it on the Jazz in terms of hitting the three ball uh, down the stretch. That one that made it one hundred three ninety nine. Your shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID nineteen booster shot now at sccfreevax.org, or you can call. Two one one. So uh, let's go ahead and hear from the man of the night, Clay Thompson. Thirty six points, fourteen of twenty eight shooting, uh, and he met with the media here inside Chase Center uh, just uh, a few moments ago. Here's uh, Captain Clay. Clay, what's it like to go from a couple games ago, probably wasn't your greatest feeling, and then to go to that that fourth quarter, uh, the feeling of <laughs> what that was like in the middle of it? Uh, it was night and day. That Phoenix game was tough. You know that uh, I'd not helped myself. Bad foul at the end, one for 10 from three. I just know I can flip a switch like that. And I knew this year would have its ups and downs. And um, I just told myself yesterday, it's one game and I will move on. And I told Kenny Atkinson, I feel like I was going to have a big night tonight. And it came to fruition. So I'm happy it did. Steve mentioned he thought kind of the way Gobert played you, got you going a little bit. I mean, that drop coverage. Um... It's not very smart. Like I say, I'm not explosive to the rim, but... I just, just need to chop my feet and rise up when I have that much space. And uh, I did not let missed shots discourage me tonight. Were you surprised they stayed in? I mean, they stayed in that drop pretty much the whole fourth. I'm not surprised, but I'm grateful. You've had a few of these nights now. How much do they help you in the grand scheme of keeping everything in perspective? So much. I really take pride in my shooting, my shot making. So uh, when I have big nights, think about all the days in the dungeon, in the weight room, uh, me and KB, Kyle Barber, just and the rest of the training staff, just staying with it for so long. And some at times not knowing what the future held, I just kept with it. And when, when I have nights like this, it, uh, for me, it's incredibly inspiring that I will get to the level I want to get to again. And I know I'm not there yet, but it's, it's in sight. So take these nights and I, and I appreciate them much more I did in the, than I did in the 2010s. I'll tell you that much. Clay, kind of along those lines, are, are you able to enjoy those moments while they're happening, or are you just so focused on the game that that's more something that comes with reflection later on? That definitely comes with reflection. I'm not satisfied when I have 25, 35. I want to score as much as I can and shoot as proficiently as I can and or efficiently. And when you're in that, those moments, you don't think about hitting a certain scoring mark. You just think about getting great shots and staying aggressive and being present. Clay, you've... Uh... You've seen like Jordan Poole kind of take this leap. How do you see him, this Poole, right? The one you see now when you and Steph on the court, like what, what kind of dynamic does that present if he's playing like this? We so incredibly hard to guard and Jordan is uh, going to be such a huge piece to this run we're about to make and to see how much he's grown since his rookie year. I mean, wow, the guy is a, uh, what a great player JP has become and he's only going to continue getting better. And as his vet, I, uh, and as a 26 pick in the draft, I mean, wow, just already exceeding expectations and will continue to do so because uh, he is one of the best with the ball in his hands I've seen in, in a long time. Gary was talking about how much Dub Nation has always believed in you, how much they love you and everything. And then just kind of what was that energy like tonight? And how much does it get you excited for playoff games coming oh, to Chase Center for the first that time? That was fun. I appreciate our fans so much. Even when I come out to warm up for pregame shooting and to get the uh, cheers from the crowd, uh, I don't take that for granted. We were in Washington, D.C., and I was telling Damian Lee, like, wow, there are so many Warrior fans here. This is incredible. 
to see how much the fan base has grown, especially since my rookie year, and to see people wearing Curry jerseys or a Thompson jersey, green, Jordan Poole, wigs. It's so cool. It's something we don't take for granted. It's uh, really special. I think people just gravitate to our style of play, and it just gets me really excited for the playoffs. I've missed them the last two years, and I am really excited to have a great week and get there. Is that something that you think that Jordan Poole, 22, or even younger guys like Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, even fully get, get quite yet? Is just kind of how much the fan base has grown? Um, I think it's hard for them to get because they were like 12 years old when I was a rookie. So I tell them, no, I was like, guys, uh, wasn't always like this. I mean, Bay fans are it's probably huge in the Bay. I know how loyal Oakland folks are. So they were Oakland's team for 40 years and now to be the Bay's team and world recognized franchise it's uh it's just incredible you feel like this team's got its legs back under or do you feel uh yeah i can't wait till steph comes back that'll be a sight for sore eyes i'm sure for everybody and uh we just gotta we should we should win these next three games if we play with that energy we did tonight a very winnable stretch to feel good about ourselves come season's end you care about seating do you look at them i would like to have a home court at least once preferably so I do care. Well, the Warriors are, are more along those lines now of having that opportunity with the win tonight because they're now a game up on Dallas. Uh, they would be the three seed currently and take on the Nuggets in the first round, and the Warriors would have home court advantage in that series. If they hadn't won tonight, it might have started to get a little bit dicey with respect to Dallas and Utah potentially having a chance to pass the Warriors as well. That is unlikely uh, on but Clay Thompson saying, hey, you know, he's looking at Sacramento tomorrow. He's looking at the Lakers. He's looking at San Antonio these these next three games. And, you know, if the Warriors finish strong, it, it would if they get a win out of the last four or two, I, I think they're probably going to be safe from being the, the five seed uh, at this point in time. I mean, that's that's they could dip to four. I don't think they're going to dip to five at this point, unless they essentially lose the, the remainder of their games. And that would mean Utah would have to win the remainder of their games or Denver would have to win the remainder of their games at that point. So so tonight was a massive, massive win. The Warriors also get the tiebreaker uh, against Utah as well. So uh, that'll do it. A uh, quick turnaround for the Dubs, uh, those that are playing tomorrow, uh, heading on the bus to head for Sacramento, as uh, it'll be the second of a back-to-back tomorrow, the Warriors and the Kings from Golden One Center in Sacramento. We'll be on the air at 4.30. It'll be me and Alan Stiles. We've got Warriors Live for you at 4.30. I will be at Golden One Center in Sacramento. And then uh, right back at it tomorrow postgame uh, here on, on 95.7, the game with the Warriors wrap-up. Uh, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Otto Porter, Andre Iguodala, all likely to not be playing in that one second of a back-to-back. The Warriors can more more effectively rest those guys uh, and and do it without worrying as much about the cost uh, because of the win that they were able to, to earn tonight. So that'll do it for me. Back with you again tomorrow. Keep it locked here uh, on 95.7 The Game. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios, uh, led by the one and only Sterling Bennett. A great job uh, for one and all uh, as we roll on here on into the night. Uh, following this Warriors win. Warriors in the playoffs for the first time since 2019. No play-in tournament for the Dubs this year as they win tonight over the Jazz, 111-107. to 107. And you heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good win, Dub Nation.
Yes, sir, Joe. Man, Tell him, victory, Joe. Man. Hey. Playoffs, baby. Playoffs. We back. Playoffs. Come on now. We right back at it. Come on, come on, man. We ain't done yet, Joe. Come on, come on. Dub Nation, we here. Let's get it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.